0: Welcome to Radical Musings. Hope you're all doing well and thriving and breathing and listening to music and figuring out how to be creative um, in any way, shape, or form. Because I think even just coloring in a coloring book, whatever you got to do to be a little creative in our lives. This episode was so much fun to record. Because for the first time during the quarantine, I actually ventured out to the Audio Up studio in Mandeville Canyon, where I spoke to Kathy Griffin in person. This was a big deal for me to be six feet apart from another human being outside my immediate family. And we did it, and it was great. We didn't record it. I wish we would have filmed it. But, man, this was a great conversation. Kathy Griffin is the incredibly smart comedian who wound up in some scathingly hot water over a certain photo in 2017 She jokingly held up a Halloween mask depicting a bloody severed Trump head. I mean, the fallout was swift. She got fired from CNN to Trump tweeting about Kathy to landing her in the midst of all kinds of far right conspiracies. Ugh, it was just terrible. We recorded this just before the presidential election, and some of our conversation is pondering the most nonsensical hypocritical, uh, ridiculous views of the Trump campaign. And I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still over here scratching my head. Like we all are like, how did we let this happen? But the reason I wanted to speak with Kathy is look, I'm a fan. I've known her for years and I think she's amazing. She's still as outspoken and funnier than ever. And most of all, she is got integrity and she's, she's brilliant. Have a listen. Wait. everybody i am so excited to have kathy griffin here um oh i love her where do i where do i begin oh kathy is irreverent and razor sharp we all follow her on twitter she's bold and outspoken and i love her kathy welcome to radical musings
1: i'm very thrilled to be here
0: and guess where we are do you know that this is bewitched elizabeth Montgomery's house that were were uh this is this was her house
1: I'm I'm waiting for like a hologram. I, I'd like some sort of appearance by Ms. Montgomery because, of course, I love that show. Wish, right? Although I, I have a thing for Endora, like yeah. that's my jam. Like you guys can have, you know. Do uh, you have the Endora haircut? I kind of want to be Endora. <sighs> I'm, I'm that's, that's a spirit animal for me.
0: That is so funny.
1: Yeah. If you have a muumu, I'd love it. I loved it. I would just want to sit here in a muumu and cast spells. She did wear muumu. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, Kathy, we're, here. We are two weeks before the election together in a gazebo in Elizabeth Montgomery's yard. And, um, the fuck is going on? Seriously. What are we doing? I mean, I, I, I know this when I woke up like so depressed On one hand, it feels like this incredible movement and change. And the other hand, it's like the worst hell of life that you can't believe that we're going to be in under a, a dictatorship
1: and they're getting away with murder. Yeah. It's it, the magnitude of it. I can't, um, I can't under, I can't stress. Uh, Enough, Because at 59 years old, I kind of remember watching the Watergate hearings and trying to say to like my younger friends, like, oh, this is so much bigger than Watergate. And Watergate was life-stopping. Like, you know, it was the days of three networks. And I remember our whole family, that was kind of the only thing we talked about. It was so seismic. And this is so far beyond that. It's hard to stay optimistic. Every day I wake up and I just go, now what? I admit I'm one of those people that, you know, they do those studies. How, like, do you look at your phone before you go to the bathroom? yes. Do you look at your phone before your cup of coffee? Yes. And I I also one of those people that hopefully we can return to a time when, you know, we're we're talking about things that are somewhat boring. Um, and but now it it just feels so personal. I mean I I obviously have sort of a very personal connection to Trump and Well, you have a real person. Can
0: we talk about that? I mean, so what did you do for people who don't know? Well, Kathy Griffin did,
1: what is two, two years ago, three years ago? It was March 30th, 2017. And, oh, yes. and the quote fallout is still going on, which is something okay. I never could have predicted. Um, um, so and so what I happened was, was took a very controversial photo where I was, um, dressed in a kind of a a, 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 high bow blue dress. And I had a very stoic look on my face. I thought I'd be making it obvious that I was trying to make a statement or a joke, however you want to interpret it. It's fine with me. And I ha- I was holding up a, a bloody Halloween mask of Donald Trump's head. And, um, what happened was that photo, which I now know, I didn't know any of this at the time. I now know that that photo was put into the actual machinery that was used by the same, whether it's Cambridge Analytica or the same troll farms that we now are familiar with. But my photo was one of the early cases, certainly of a celebrity being put into that. I call it the wood chipper.
0: But oh my that, God. that
1: photo was manipulated and it was global within 12 hours. So, it was in foreign languages. It, it had the, um, uh, I made a movie about the experience called Kathy Griffin, A Hell of a Story. And doing the research for the documentary part of the film, I actually kind of got to see for the first time that it was in Saudi Arabia, in Arabic, saying Kathy Griffin, jihad asset. So, their first, their first sort of trick was to try to convince folks that I was an actual member of ISIS. And there's a lot of comedy in that when you think about it. Um, and, you know, it obviously up, upset, Trump personally and so he of course tweeted about me and and then Melania and uh, I got fired from CNN within hours and you know no one knew at the time that this really was part of a uh, professional manipulation uh, uh, campaign which we now know Facebook does, Twitter does, and at the time it was like fairly new. Um, so you know, it, it's 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 lived on. I'm still a darling of the far far right. I was just in Breitbart, Bart, I think three days ago, and now I'm in. I'm because of that photo. I'm wrapped up in the QAnon stuff. So I went from being a card carrying member of ISIS. Because, you know, ISIS is recruiting a lot of 57-year-old red-haired female comedians. Very big comedian market over there in ISIS. And now they've decided, I don't know if you're in this crowd, but they've decided I'm killing babies in a basement with Tom Hanks and Hillary Clinton.
0: Ah, so you got into that. That's So this is this is my theory about that. Okay. Just so you know. Because the pedophiles that exist that we, because I, I do believe that there are tremendous amount of pedophiles in the world. I, I just had Corey on this show yesterday. Yeah. Um, uh, It's a real problem. It's a
1: real thing. Where
0: are the 5,500 children um, that were at the border locked up in cages? They're missing.
1: They're gone. Where do you think they went? What do you think they did with them? Well, I think, first of all, for the first time in this country, they exactly, there are concentration camps in the United States. Yes. And I grew up with the acknowledgement that one of the shames of our country was the internment camps. And, um, you know, there, there are, I mean, uh, someone I, fo- you might want to follow on uh, Twitter named Jen Budge. She's a former, um, border patrol, uh, officer and she's become a whistleblower. You. And, you know, it's not that difficult to understand that this administration with their quote separation policy, which is really whitewashing what it is. It's really a softball way to describe it. Um, they are. Uh, taking, illegally taking asylum seekers and putting them in American concentration camps. That's what they're doing. And guess what? A byproduct of that is many of the women are getting raped and many of the children are getting raped.
0: And and they're disappearing. And uh, it's so horrific, horrific to talk about in that what I'm in, you know, rumors can spread and everything, but just wait till they start talking about the Oregon uh, uh, trafficking that they do.
1: With children's Well, Rachel Maddow did a story yeah. and she had a doctor, a, a nurse who assisted in a surgery where the doctors were absolutely doing illegal and unnecessary hysterectomies.
0: That we know. So yes. that's part of the that's whole of-
1: like far evangelical right wing. Yeah. We don't even want you to procreate. be able to... That's right. Procreate. You know, I, I, would, I would wonder, and I don't mean to have the tinfoil hat on, but I would wonder if... These women are also possibly being subjected to abortions after being sexually assaulted. Of course. And also, you know, I'm wondering if they want to make it so these women maybe can't get pregnant so they can sexually assault them. So I know it's horrible. No, but I have proof. I, of? But the,
0: we do have proof and they've just shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. Yeah. I believe within weeks and this that more and more is going to be coming out very mm-hmm. sh- TikTok,
1: You will see about this subject that we're talking about. I believe it. I know it. Um, So here's what I don't get about. One of the things I don't get about the QAnon conspiracy theorists. How can they so believe that, you know, I make, I sort of making a lighthearted joke about me and Tom Hanks and Hillary, you know, eating baby blood in a basement. But these are folks that for real believe that whether it's a celebrity or Barack Obama, how is it that they are so convinced that these folks are human traffickers and pedophiles when there's video of Donald Trump yeah. dancing with Jeffrey Epstein exactly. and those women who are brave survivors are saying, Hey, that's me in the tape. By the way, I was a minor. And that's obviously one of the big disconnects. How do they not go? Oh, our quote, dear leader are, you know, these women for Trump don't get me started. Um, oh, how do they look at that tape and are they so far gone that they think, Oh, it's like a body double of Trump. Like how, how do they reconcile that? I, I I don't know. I don't get
0: these people. I don't know that that forty percent or more, uh, half the country thinks this way. I mean, every day we're dealing with. Did you see the woman that was a Trump supporter and she was wearing a gigantic mask of a black penis on her face? Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm not what? sure. the Who are, these, on are that? these people? I think it's maybe. Huh. I'm going to just say it. She's maybe racist who wants some black cock. I don't know. Yeah. But you I know mean, what? what, what I mean, it was
0: like wow i said i mean it was just like what was what was that it's right up
1: there with the woman the famously from the the rallies prior to him being elected which is you can grab my pussy anytime with the arrow um i saw one a couple days ago at one of his super spreader events i mean rallies and it just said like i'm happy to get covid from you you know it's it's i i don't i've never seen anything like it like here's the thing i am i'm I'm a jimmy we are the ugly
0: americans oh yeah around the the world where everyone was saying you know the ugly what what do you know we are ugly Americans, and by the way, and I it's so awful because there's so many beautiful expression. Americans, like we know, that are trying to do good things in the world and change the world right now and change this narrative and we, for our children. But like, do you want to? St- will you stay in this country? Will you look? I, I,
1: uh, we're already yeah doing some moves. Good for you. <laughs> Here's the best part: uh, nobody wants us. No. And by the nobody way, nobody wants just us in. If I can't you guys go anywhere. think we can just go to Canada, yeah, they you don't can't. want. To. No, you can't. No, no, they are. They and by not- the way who can blame them but they're like they don't want we've Americans. been applying for dual citizenship for about six months now yeah. <laughs> they don't want us no. they um, you know it, it's just because we've had our entitlement has led us to believe like well luckily I can probably go to Canada not anymore nobody no, Trump nowhere. fucked that up can't go to Canada I- Um, I'm trying to get like some, some like low budget gig I can do in in Canada and just like stay like, I'm going to be one of those. Like I'm going to go live like in a basement for a while till they forget I'm there. Yeah. No, it's it's scary. It's scary. It's also, it's also, um... You know, it, it's something that, it, it's sad that it revel so quickly. Like when you were saying the ugly American, I remember growing up with that term and my, the first time my parents went to Europe, I think they were 36, and it was such a big deal. Like, oh my God, we're going to go to Europe. That's not even in America. And it was like this big, like all the relatives talked about it. It was exciting. And I remember my mom always saying, now, Johnny, to my dad, Johnny, we don't want to be those goddamn ugly Americans. And what that meant was you talk loud at a restaurant maybe you kind of take too many pictures, you don't even try to speak a language. And that was kind of about it. Now the ugly American means, oh, you're going to go cough on someone because you're going to accuse them of being in the deep state because they believe Coronavirus is real. Like, it's so bizarre. I don't know where it stops. And by the way, when you mentioned the 40%, when I watch, and I know this will go live after the election, but let's just talk about what was who the fuck are these forty percenters? I don't how know. How do you go through this time in history in our world, and how are you like either totally sold and in the cult, or like you're on the fence? Like I don't know. I, I guess COVID's kind of bad. Like I, I, I am. I don't, I, I'm astounded by that. I don't have, you know, real. I have to say,
0: I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Like I don't have many I, Republican friends. I, in fact, I don't. Everybody is that's in my life is definitely not a Republican, and. I was just kind of shocked at some kind of sneaky, hidden, pretending they're not. What do you mean? People that are, are you know... Like someone be- who doesn't want to admit Pretend it they're someone- liberal, but will but like the money
1: that they're making in this world right
0: now. Okay. And it's really depressing. Do and they not
1: understand the concept of... The simple economic concept that a bubble bursts? Yeah. That gonna- we literally print money now in And of this course country? it's going to burst... We know it's bursting. We got to be ready for it because it's going to
0: burst, especially with the new administration, because it has to anyway, and he'll be blamed for it, right? Right. What
1: they've set up, like like when, like a horrible beyond um, Obama came in and dealt with the financial crisis. People can't pay their bills. Right. People
0: can't feed their families. Yeah. And and that's that is, and you know we here we are two white privileged women. Have you read White Fragility? Mm-mm. that's a really important book to read right now. Okay. Um, cause it really teaches us, you know, like how as woke as we think we are, especially when it comes to, you know, racial matters. We're not. Yeah. And, and I, I grew up thinking I'm woke, but yeah. I, I'm,
1: we're not. Yeah. And, um, and that's. It's, I think it's a really important book. Yeah, I'm happy to admit all that stuff. I don't know why more white people can't. Like, well, I I admit, like when I see all these Karen tapes and these Chad tapes, oh, yeah. I'm one of those people that goes, "Wow! Like, was it always this bad, or are they just being filmed?" Yeah. And my friends of color go, "Yeah, it was always this bad. Now it's like you now know, we have now caught. we have
0: iPhones and we can capture moments. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was always there. Um. But it feels so in our face, especially since all of us witnessed the death of George Floyd and it was the, his birthday yesterday, which we didn't get to celebrate. Um, but uh, And we all felt him not being able to breathe. Yeah. It was like the worst thing I've ever seen. I can't oh, even talk man. about it. I had, it's. I can't watch the whole 8 yeah. minutes and 45 seconds. I can't do it. It's yeah. so horrible. Like, And it did sp- spark a movement that it, this needs to happen right yeah. now. But who are these guys? Who are those crazy guys in the green that are not our guys? They're not our military. This oh, crazy exactly. militia. These guys that are allowed to show up, and a 17 a a year old boy is allowed to shoot to p-
1: protesters. That's right. okay. How did we get here? And he's famous. He's and famous. The mother, they're, they get standing having, ovation for
0: the mother. That's right. This and is they, is they have GoFundMe's
1: for him, and they've raised $500,000 for his defense. By the way, the two. And I, I don't, I know people like the word survivor, but let's just say it. The two dead victims. Yes. Um, nobody's talking about them. I don't, I know the name Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't know their two names. And I'm embarrassed about that. You know, know that's everything's backwards. You're right. You're right. I saw, I saw a couple friends of theirs interviewed in Kenosha. They, by the way, they seemed scared shitless to even say, yes, I was friends with them. I knew them. This is a small town. I'm a Midwestern girl. Kenosha's not a throbbing metropolis. Everybody in the town had to know those two folks don't judge me because they're all atrocities. The one that I think I lose the most sleep about is the asylum seekers. Yeah. Men, women, children yeah, Me too. in cages. Me too. Of course, abused. Of course, Fox news saying, Oh, they're given three hots and a cot. They're giving me all this. They stuff. won't let doctors in. It's it's I, I, it's I, I, I don't mean to sound like you said, like the dumb white bitch who's woke. I, I feel like in my bones that I'm not even a mom. I feel that like, we have to do something. Yeah, it's it's like too. it's like a stifling. I, I'm not saying that. Obviously, the 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 BLM stuff. And by the way, let's face it. We live in L.A. I watch. I also. But it watch, is racism.
0: It's, it is. It's it systematic is. racism. It's all part of it. So yes. that's what we're really talking about. BLM is. We're trying to dismantle the and systematic. I just want to say, if if from the for people that don't now. live
1: in Los Angeles, and I love Los Angeles. I'm a Chicagoan, and I love Los Angeles. I love California. I don't think the forests need to be raked. I think they need to be managed. I think climate yeah. change is real. All that. But can we be honest? I I watch what I call the stupid news. I watch the local news in addition to the like national news. And the reason I call it the stupid news is they tend to like show a tape of Trump and they don't fact check and they really only care about like people of color being arrested. Like that's pretty much the local news. But you have to admit it seems like a person of color is shot dead somewhere in the LA area every day. So yes, we're talking about George Floyd and I, Sorry, I feel like the LAPD has not changed since the freaking Rodney King riots. I, I agree. Like they're still doing that shit, yeah. and it's the sheriff's department, it's LAPD, and it's it happens all the time. All and you know what ta- I've learned? The, the, the if you watch, don't know. There's if you bunch watch that the we... stupid news, the local news, the phrase I've learned to look out for is officer involved shooting. I used to watch that and think. Oh, either an officer was shot or an officer had to shoot someone. Well, now I'm so grateful people are like following up on these cases and I should know the names, but I'll bet if I knew my shit, I could rattle off 15 names of people of color that have been murdered and people are saying, oh, it turns out they're just saying he had a knife. No one ever found a knife. Also, why are you going to shoot someone with a knife when you're four cops? You know, like so. I just, I think we need to be honest, we, and there is, you know, the right is so good about co-opting phrases like defund the police. No, it's listen. police reform, but it does have to be done from the bottom up. What's wrong with admitting that? How, how is this? No white for supremacists
0: are, like they have to do background checks on anybody who wants to be a police officer. If they were, were like, you know, on the some white supremacist yeah, team, you know, in high school, they need to not be a cop.
1: Yeah, and also. Yeah. And I don't I misquote me because I, I don't want to misquote her. I believe Kamala Harris said that when she was uh, the DA, yeah. that she uncovered that there were some members of Oakland Police where it would be considered like a notch in their police belt if they could make, yep. harm or kill a person of color. And by the way, there are many people of color in the police department. Yes, I, I get of that. Of course, um, But... You know, like you said about racism, it's kind of to me like the Amy Coney Barrett thing. Like, just because she has two, as she says, black kids, doesn't mean she's not racist herself. Like, I oh, she's racist, that, she, right? She, but I think that's she said something that was kind of very creepy. We got to look
0: this up. Yeah, uh, and I don't remember the quote, but it was something having to do that. Well, like, I having, mean, if she said one more time, I special have two black needs children—that she it was, she linked it. To, <laughs> no, she said something like that. Oh no,
1: about oh, her Amy. children.
0: Well, that she adopted. The, did you hear that? Like like I, what I didn't
1: hear her know is how to name the five protections of the First Amendment. By the way, my favorite amendment, I just want to say, if I had to pick one, that's my favorite. Can we? Really? I, I didn't even know that. It's my commodity. No, 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 no. I didn't know that she didn't know the five. She, you know the one she didn't know? I didn't watch. Freedom to protest. Ironically. She could name four and she couldn't remember freedom to protest. And why would she? She doesn't believe in it. And by the way, can we just, as a feminist, can we talk about this thing the right wing is doing, calling us bad feminists because we won't support her because she has a vagina? (laughs) Didn't we go through this with Sarah
0: Palin? I just, because I'm not really sure she has a vagina. I haven't (laughs) seen it. I haven't seen it.
1: Neither have her four special needs kids. I mean, that whole thing. And by the way, who's paying for the pink bus that says women for Amy? Uh, Somebody's... Probably, with the, you know. I hope it is with the gays. I want to trust that the gays aren't going there with some pink paint. No, not no. after all the marching we've never, done. Never, damn never, it. never, 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 never.
0: She she's not uh, friends at all with the and LGBTQI what, should community. Should any
1: Scotus members be members of the federal society? Much less six of them. And why about the life? I don't understand the whole life. The That's life. their whole jam. I think that 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 needs to shift. Yeah. That's their whole jam. Because I think, I think it's, really, it's really as basic as, by the way, I'm stealing this from Steinem, so I'm going to give credit. Yeah. But, you know, I saw her, I think, two years ago. She was standing up at this thing and she said, you know, guys, it's kind of all about this. Once you stop a woman's reproductive rights and rights to her own health, meaning her health care, you're kind of running the board. And I was like, yeah, it's it is kind of scarily simple. You control that. You kind of control everything. They haven't seen anything. I mean, do they really think they're going to do
0: be able to get away with taking away women's rights right now in this way. It's going to be... Did you ever run across Trump? Uh, so... Did you ever meet him? I was in uh, a restaurant and he was like, hey, I'm Don. And I was just like... What
1: know. year?
0: Like what era? It's definitely before he was, you know, even being talked about at all right. in any way, shape or form. But he
1: still thought he was a player.
0: He was a player. And he yeah. came in and he went, hey, I'm Don. He said, oh, he said, gross. Yeah.
1: yeah, he was like, get the fuck he's away. So he's so skeevy
0: and gross. He, he was always skeevy and gross. but um, Yeah. And, you know, so are, you know, all those people that surround him. I don't, I, I just
1: don't understand how they get away with murder. I can like, some of the ones that were supposed to take serious, like, I can't believe people still sit down and interview Steve Bannon. But I did read a great article, and I don't know if it was the New York Times. I pretty much read New York Times, LA Times, and The Post um Post, but i they're terrible i not the op-ed page hmm. but <laughs> that's my thing not the op-ed page um I
0: think they're news. but i
1: read it somebody wrote a great piece about the um the like billionaire whose boat bannon was on when yeah, they yeah, arrested a chinese him. guy yeah i didn't know that bannon didn't i thought that was his boat so i also think they're all full of shit like i think the ones that say they're billionaires aren't. oh they're broke they yeah. yeah i think
0: there's i think he's so broke Trump yeah that that's the real he's just in so much debt, yeah, let's have a little patience because you know how like Al Capone you know he murdered people and and then they put him in jail for tax evasion, yeah, I mean it's just like one day just it'll it could be a very a, a, a smaller crime mm-hmm. than he than we all know the horrors he's done, like yeah. I think these guys are they're they're all criminal,
1: yeah, yeah, and then, by the way, it was heartbreaking all the stuff we're finding out about the Mueller probe, and I'm just gonna say it. Bob, you fucking let us down. I don't want to hear any more about a hero fucking Bob Mueller is. No. Because you're still an American. You have lived enough and seen enough to know these are beyond unprecedented times. Uh, God God knows the investigative bodies in this country have used leeway when they've needed. And to just consciously make the decision to follow that... I think it was OGE memo or whoever wrote the memo that the president can't be criminally prosecuted or even criminally invest- uh, prosecuted and then decide to let that be your guide instead of a law or statute is unconscionable to me. The investigation was so long that even if he started out that way, he could see through the course of it that the republic was truly at stake. I watched every minute of his Senate uh, t- uh, testimony and to answer in the affirmative by saying things like, you could say that. When the question was simply, "Did the president, uh, if they didn't want to use the word collude, did, was he in communication with the Russians? Was there a monetary exchange?" and he would say things like, "That's fair to say, Bob," you know. So right. I was reading Andrew Weissman's book, and it's interesting to hear as the lead attorney him saying, "Yeah, he kind of stifled us, knowing he was afraid of Rod Rosenstein of all people. What a he, what, what a, a douche is he the most, God, How is he's that like guy still a, a thing? cockroach? I mean, like they're all like." We should do a list of guys that are, like, we can't believe uh. they're still a thing. Like, how is Mark Meadows a thing? I don't Mark know. Mark Meadows was a low-run, unknown Tea Party congressman no one ever heard of. Same with Mike Pompeo. I don't. By the way, I don't know how these guys went to Harvard. Like, I, somebody needs to I, I don't There's an Epstein him. thing, too. Wasn't he doing a Harvard thing? So he put a lot of money in there,
0: and I think what he was doing was trafficking within there, like, a young freshman
1: girls. Yeah. Oh, you know who decided to start a Twitter war with me? Dershowitz. Oh, Dushiewicz. Yes, oh, Dushawitz. I mean, by the me. way, that's such an easy takedown. I'm like, really, girl. I know, but it really? is. But it is. You know, he is the Dushawitz. They all have, like Tommy Laren. They all come after me for a while, and it's just like it's just laughable. But like, I can't believe. Like, but he, he kept his underwear on. Hey. should talk to Maria Farmer. You should talk and, to and the, I, the, I talked the to the girls with of, of Epstein. So and
0: that and who've um, the girls of Epstein, the victims and the survivors of Epstein, and that they were so brave, so so brave. And it is just gnarly and disgusting. How what is it like for them to watch this story be so actively suppressed? I think it, it makes them crazy. I know that Maria went to um, the FBI 25 years ago. Wow. She told them
1: everything. And it must be equally hard I mean, for them it, like, to watch these same people. So many become, people were damaged. Quote, hashtag Save the Children. By the way, do your listeners know hashtag Save the Children? does not mean people are saving children. No. They are QAnon psychos. By the way, kind of brilliant. i got to tip my hat mm-hmm. and go, pretty good catchphrase. When you see marches that are hashtag save the children, no one's saving children. But These they're are not saving people children. But go been,
0: down and do that at the border. Right.
1: Do it in front of exactly. the man that is that responsible for putting children from, in cages you know, separating Green, babies some from some their reason mothers. they think, is a pedophile. They think they're saving children <laughs> from... You know, celebrities who are, like I said, drinking baby blood in a satanic fashion. They think that Pizzagate has not been debunked. Like, just be, just everybody have your ears and eyes open when your aunt from Minnesota believes in hashtag save the children. Just take a five minute Google search and it's not going to be what she thinks it is.
0: I had a moment in March when we first went into quarantine about, Israel and I said something about the they've been working on a, a COVID vaccine for quite a while and I wrote so they so they knew that this was going to happen so mm-hmm. they've been working on it, and they probably have a if anything they would probably have a good one um, <laughs> I said and then I put Kushner and Kushner in there about investing Kushner's investing in it yeah this is a march and I said I said something lives over profit or money for profit or you know, lives like what happened to you within minutes the bots got you but you got was, swarmed Jewish journal, anti-Semitic, or something. Oh, that, that they mobilized all, the all, the, yeah. all the, the big, you know, rabbis. You're, you know, in other words,
1: you're a bad that, Jew. I you're was, accused I was, of
0: being a bad Jew. So meanwhile, my husband, we'll see. You know, what time was it now? My husband, <laughs> um, from, uh, 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 you know, who you know was the head of the Jewish Federation, and like a, a long time ago. But like, you know, he's very active in the Jewish community. He has a Holocaust survivors organization. So it was he was so live that they 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 it was like it was a real takedown in minutes like what you said right and it was like whoa whoa when you look at the it's not it's not anti-semitic i just said i just not. said they knew and by the way they the, they all their technology i mean they're like they live in the desert and they have water dudes you know yeah. like they
1: like why are we not
0: desalinization right right a tank of but places also, here it's ridiculous, ridiculous for you huh? to make
1: the link between kushner and Financial ties in Bibi Netanyahu. Yeah. First of all, Bibi Netanyahu's re-election was, is questionable, yeah. frankly. The legitimacy. Kushner is very tight with Bibi Netanyahu yeah. and has been for years. Yes. For many years. Like, it's hanging out together. Yeah. So, uh, that, so that's you know. why they, they moved the embassy. Yeah. You know, I mean, so there there's a whole involvement there. They, yes. They've got
0: things going. But it, it, it was something that was, like, so really well, well, said, like... I just, just, just want to say, me. when you got I'm swarmed. Jewish. I'm Jewish. Okay. My mother... My mother—that's a Okay. My, my mother uh, was Jewish. My father was a Christian. They got married, and then they became Muslims together. <laughs> Swear to God, we did Ramadan when we were kids, and then when my mother was dying of cancer, she decided I'm a Jew, and she's buried as a Jew. Okay. In Mount Sinai, you know, like so—that's where she is, and and so we were, grew up with all religions, and I, I just have a spiritual practice, and I just. Anyway, I'm so sick of talking about Trump because it's making me so depressed. So can we talk about something? What do we do to make ourselves feel connected to love and positive energy?
1: Okay, so here's one. I'm going to just say here's a byproduct I think is kind of good. I don't know about you, but one thing I'm loving is I, I mean, I've always sort of loved this, but like I feel like with my friends such as yourself, I feel like people don't really do small talk anymore. And I like that. Yes, it's hard and we're talking about stuff that's hard and we're crying and we're angry and all this other stuff. But one thing I I actually like is I feel like my conversations with friends, it's not so much, you know, oh my God, I want to get my nails done. Uh, It's like people don't have time for that shit. And we're
0: we're not doing our fucking, like, by the way, I mean, I I feel so sorry for the people who have nail salons and their whole salons have been closed. They've lost their businesses. It's like really awful for people. You know, and um, I have this. Wonderful woman who she called me up. She goes, you know, I'm making house calls, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's so extravagant to, and I said, no, that's giving her, yeah, that's her living, mm-hmm. like that's how she's making her living, and yeah. so we go outside and we wear a mask and she does a thing and yeah. she gets a big tip and I, it helps. I just feel like this is so overwhelming for so many people and and just. Being in the Screen Actors Guild and losing my health insurance, and that I, I lost thought it was mine like, as
1: well. And you, and so we both have lost our health and insurance. And I'm sure you're pro union, like I am. Yes. So it's like heartbreaking but, to me. It's like it's, I'm so pro union. Yes. My but joke it, is I'm pro union, except mine during a pandemic. <laughs> though it's it's very it's very weird and cruel how it's being. It done It also right now. punishes you for not working. Well. So for the threshold, I believe is $26,000, but you have to make it through the union. Yeah. So me as a touring artist, obviously it's not a sag and after gang. No. I, I now made my most money from touring right. and all my Bravo specials and my HBO specials were non-union. So I actually don't do all that much union work anymore. I wish I did. But in the world we live in now with all the media companies, good luck getting a union gig because everybody knows they pay better and they have benefits. So it sucks. It's like, oh, I've been i've been a proud union member for all these decades and now it's like sorry you didn't make enough money bitch and so yeah i, I started it's, it's, paying it's, in awful. October. it's awful
0: it's it's really awful it's, it's really bad for so many people i know yeah. i mean i'm you know hoping I, I i mean i'm right now i'm on my husband's insurance and mm-hmm. um yeah
1: well but also our industry is affected i mean for me i well. can't go play a theater there's no, I, I mean, I, I just went to. I, go I go wouldn't be. I wouldn't even put my audience in that kind of situation. It, it, and who can't. knows when I can go on the road again? I don't know. If, who I knows? Think,
0: I think. I think that rock festivals and all that stuff. This is a different world.
1: Yeah. Well, the good thing about being a comic is, honestly, I still see everything through a comedy prism. So as crazy as yes, all this yes, is, yes. I'm looking, I'm writing things down. I have my little voice memo thing. So Are I, you doing like Kathy Griffin in Quarantine kind of vibe? I I, I, I think that there's so much here. I, I just yes. wanna say one thing I'm sort of excited about as a comedian is, you know, my my last movie was a concert movie that had a documentary element and it was about my Trump scandal. And it, there was parts of it that were like a little bit serious, right? Yeah, and I've yeah. never done a special like that. And I I think as a comic, I actually think, number one, it's what I'm more interested in doing. And I think I love to make fun of celebrities, that's fine. I honestly, I don't care about the Kardashians anymore. Oh, God. I mean, look, they're nice people. I'm not saying they're bad people. What I mean is my audiences, frankly, and they've, they've been with me through when I was making fun of my mom, when I was making fun of being on a sitcom, when I was doing my life on the D-list. And I just feel in my artistic comedy soul that people want something a little more real. I think they want something with meat on the bone, but they do want to laugh. So, I kind of feel like just making fun of a celebrity's behavior is is not really cutting it right now because first of all, we're not seeing celebrities. Like we're not having traditional award shows and traditional movie premieres. P- theaters are folding before our very eyes. So, I think it's important to be conscious of the changing landscape and i my my dream would be the next special i do i would love to do something that makes people belly laugh but also acknowledges and touches on the real shit we're going through as a woman as someone who's been in trouble with the government as someone who's been on all kinds of different networks and that's what i'd love to do next so i you know i i it the time isn't this moment but i think sooner than later that's the next thing i would love to do you're doing it right now. Just, talk, just do I it. am. I, I, do I podcast. Do yeah, and so that's that's where I kind of feel at least comedy is headed. Like Dave Chappelle did a great special, and it was he did it in his yard in Ohio, and it was like very uh, atypical. It was I think it was like 23 minutes long, and it was um it was the title of it was the actual minutes and seconds that George Floyd took to pass away, and he went there, but he was also Dave, and he was funny, and you know, and I um I I just I what was the that. response to that. It was great, but I'll be honest, in this new media landscape we're in, which is everything is Zoom, where you're lucky to get, you know, 87 participants, as opposed to when you're on a television show and you get millions of viewers, or at least hundreds of thousands, and we're also in an environment where I'm seeing a lot of art not catch on in the way I feel it should, because the next thing is coming, and it's a freaking disaster. So I think it'll be kind of a timing thing, but I do think people want to laugh, but I think they need a little realness, as the kids say. I'm really inspired by the young, the youth right now. Yeah, like, there's
0: so many cool you, youth art like artists that are doing things that are so different than the way we did it. Yeah, and I think you know it's like kind of got to go. Okay, you know, Greta Thunberg, and then Jane learned from her. Jane Fonda learned yeah. from Greta Thunberg, like that. This this extraordinary avatar of climate change, and she was so blown away on top of Naomi. Naomi's book, um, if we book, have to
1: really defend Greta Thunberg. Like, besides yes. the fact that Fox News vilifies her in a oh. way that is nothing short of bizarre, so- she really is an amazing she's, person. She's an avatar. Yeah. And it, it, is, it is shocking to someone of my generation to even see someone like that not be nothing but celebrated. I mean, yes. there's no downside to her. No, okay? Nothing. It would be as if, and this didn't happen, thank God, but remember how everybody was inspired by Malala? Thank God that was during Obama and a different time. And I remember, like, I would watch her when she was addressing the UN. Michelle Obama sat down with her. The book, My Name is Malala. Like, her story was so moving and inspirational. And at that time, nobody was, like, going for her. My God, the woman was shot by the freaking Al-Qaeda, you know? And it's so disappointing. And so I think it's great that Jane's doing that and you're doing that. But we do. We need to amplify those voices. I'm not on the Let's Vilify Greta Thunberg bandwagon. What is that? You know, we, we ladies have to stick together. Yeah. And we, so who are your girlfriends? Like, have you gotten rid of people in this time? Yes, I have. I mean, for, for me, you know, the, the Trump thing was a real divider. You know, a lot of people just literally just ran for the hills. A lot of people made a point to call me and tell me I had done this horrible thing. And, you know, that was like, it was very, people had real knee-jerk reactions and the, the, the fallout was so extreme that it was, it was hard you know, going through that. Um, and I can tell you most, if not all of them, still feel that way, which is kind of tough. So I, I know that people don't like this and I don't want to be in a place so divided. I, 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 I do not have Trump voting friends anymore. I've always had Republican and Democrat friends. Um, but, I, I I had a, a female friend and when she said, you yeah, know, I just don't care about the women's stuff with Trump, you know, he's good for my 401k, all that stuff. It, it, yeah. I just, I, I guess it's me being judgmental, which is wrong, but I can't, I can't no. see them in the same way me too. because this just, this isn't W or uh, Bush senior or, you know, it just isn't, you know, it's, it is just different. And, um, because I had such a personal situation and continue to with all the whole family, you know, all that stuff. It's, um, it's, it's, it's tough. And that's why I'm very, I will say, if nothing else, I'm curious to see where these Trumpers go. And now that so many of them are not only on people, but they think Hillary Clinton should be in prison. They think Barack Obama should be in prison. Like, it's so extreme. Like I said, going, going, um, being part, part of events where... You know, acting like COVID is a deep state conspiracy, actively trying to spread misinformation, thinking they're, quote, owning the libs, you know, all this. And I don't mind being called a libtard. That's just kind of silly and, and weightless. But um, I've never seen anything like it. And it feels like people that have been indoctrinated. Um, and I don't – these are people that I don't know, frankly, 10 years ago that would think Facebook was a news source. And I feel like I can't even say to them – can you just do, like, a quick fact check? Like, if you're looking at, like, AmericanPatriot.com, that's not the New York Times, and they'll say, do you mean the Jew York Times? And I'd be like, no, I mean the New York Times. Like, that's scary. It's, so, m- myself, I'm then in a position Oof. where I have to kind of check them. And I don't want to do that. No. You know what I mean? I don't want to be with uh, uh, formally before COVID at a 10 person dinner and when somebody says the Jew York Times, I don't want to continue at to your be dinner be, table? Yes. The wow, only what, person did do to to, what, what did you raise my hand and go What did you say? That's not, you know, that's not cool. No. And then have that person go, "Oh, well, what do you know with your blah 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 like you thinking that At your that, table. Oof. Yeah. So it, it's it's not it's not pleasant. You know, and so not only is it disappointing for me just as a person, but it, I feel it puts me in a position now that I've become this like real, in their mind, real left wing lightning rod. Like, I don't like that people see me as the left wing Ann Coulter. That's not who I am or who I wanted to be. I'm just the girl from Suddenly Susan, my life on the D list, you know, millions of specials. You know, like, you guys all know me. So it's, it's hard to see people who, may know me personally kind of putting that on me and so it's terrible it's kind of a friendship ender oh of course you know and yet i'm not mourning like i don't obviously who wants to be around people that would behave that way but it's also odd because i see them really believing this shit like it's as they say it's baked in and that's you know so i'm just i'm just kind of i'll make my my subversive jokes as much as i can but i'm curious to see how this all turns out i mean these are these are like you said, 40% of our citizenry is behaving like they are in a cult. I know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they don't have intellectual curiosity. I don't know why they even believe things that are so outrageous from YouTube or Facebook that they don't know. Like, I'm sure you're on the Epstein flight log. Have you heard this? Um, I'm n- I'm, not. Well, neither am I, except I'm told I am. And so people, you know, they, they put on all my social media. They send me... Clearly, what's an Excel spreadsheet? And it's just a list of celebrities. And it'll be like, you know, it's bad enough you tried to kill our president, but now I find out that you were on the pedo plane to Epstein Island. Oh, my God. And they think so it's a flight log. Like, they think it's an official, you know, and I... I Did obviously you, or, gonna... you didn't know Jeffrey Epstein? No! Well, well, who, I like, don't. Ew. Of course I never knew Jeffrey Epstein. Or right. Elon, or none of those right. people. Right, and it's like, it's These one thing like... if you're going to accuse me of being in ISIS, that's crazy enough. But, like, to then just be convinced, and then... I see, as you know, like when you get swarmed, you know, and then see 10 other replies from people that may be robots and probably are not, you know, saying like, I I did hear that. Why would you? I used to think you were funny. I didn't know you were on the pedo plane with Epstein. So what happened? well, Well, now we're going back to how did Trump get? He used to be a Democrat that supported the Clintons. I think, I think for some reason, in my opinion, the evangelicals got a hold of him and realized how malleable and how, how easily he is to purchase. And I think that now what we're seeing with the Supreme Court and these lifetime appointed judges and circuit courts and stuff, that it seems like was their plan the whole time. Like It just seems like the Republicans have been so much smarter and effective than our team at realizing the district level gerrymandering. And let's face it, they had us. They saw us coming. We were worried about this and that and the other. And they realized the state legislatures make all the difference. And getting, I mean, there's literally a QAnon person in the state. I think three state legislators have state senators. They're QAnon people. And those people, they walk in lockstep with whatever they're told. And it seems to me there are two things are um, the racist agenda, which for some reason, I guess, makes them feel safe. I guess it's the whole... You know, like when Trump said, hey, suburban women, I made your neighborhood safe. I think we all know what that means. The pro-life thing, meaning if we can control a woman's body, we control the whole human race. And then the tax thing, which to me is the myth of big corporations have been effective in convincing working class average Americans that they can save them in taxes more than they'd ever end up spending on anything from healthcare to housing to uh, the fact that the minimum wage isn't going up, and they've been effective at those three messages. I to me, it's kind of it seems to be those three things and the tentacles around them. Mm. So it's our turn now. It we got to be. Turn. We got to. Uh, you know, and I'm it's all happening. Playing dirty, People are baby. standing
0: in line and waiting yeah. fifteen hours with their. I said, bring instruments. Yeah, like just this. Just, just make this. Have your mask. Be social right. distance and play instruments. And let's just make this a, a, a party of you know positivity and get this guy these people out we have to get them out
1: yeah and meet people and meet like-minded people um you know i i read somewhere that annie beats the writer said she was uh she was a writer for snl by the way to be a woman writer on snl of any era a tough hang and um Lauren and his nonsense. But anyway, I digress. Uh, You know, and I read an interview with her a long time ago, and it always stuck with me. And she said, do what you think is funny. You know, you can never guess what people will like. It's kind of like the old thing, like you can never have everybody like you. And I think, um, you know, like if I meet younger comedians, certainly if they're women, I always, I always cut to the chase. I'm like, let me just break it down. You're not going to make as much money as the guys. You're just not, you're gonna have to fight for even 50 cents on the dollar. When My joke is when I hear women saying they make 80 cents on the dollar, I'm like, oh, my God, where do I sign? I've been making 10 cents on the dollar my whole career. Oh, God. And so I always say, what? yes. And so the, the wage disparity is huge. And I always say, but it's doable. You know, hang in there and do it the way the boys do. And the guys are all in comedy. They're bros before hoes. And they stick together and they employ well, each what, other. Like,
0: like Louis C.K.?
1: Yes. Like, what was that? Yes. And when he go, and then when he, And there,
0: by the way, there's a whole campaign and, to and bring th- him back. I, by the way, I loved his first show, sure and I love Pamela Adlon. I just love Pamela Woody Allen
1: made good but, movies. I mean, too, and but.
0: I, and he was funny, and he's a good actor, and all that stuff. But then when he came out and did this, and then disappeared for nine months, and then came out and did a rape joke, I was thinking like, what? You had this opportunity. Yeah. He missed an opportunity where he could have been that guy. Go. You know what? I. I and make comedy of it, but like he grew from it and could help others heal from maybe being a creepy masturbating sex addict, you know, yeah. <laughs> in front of other people. Yeah, like, they
1: don't roll. The guys don't roll like that. They're ah. all about we're going to do it the way we've always been doing it, and you bitches better get out of the way. So he's got not. The backing well, they, of and, the and they're going to end up. they ruining the themselves because it's not okay. You I, I know, and right? and I would argue it. It actually isn't going that well for him. I would argue. Yeah. I mean, he he could. I'm sure he could buy and sell me ten times over. I, I just don't know if there's real sort of staying power in that I'm no. sticking to my rapey yeah. personality um, and you know I, I think I think the it's just disappointing man I mean it's, when, it's, when people like it's look, like is there
0: anybody that could wake up from this and be and understand like I wonder how Gary Shandling would have been right now
1: yeah Yeah. It's also, it's also frustrating to me as a female comic and so many of these guys are either my peers or I've come up with them or whatever. You don't have to be rapey. You can be just as funny without being rapey. Yeah. And the thing that killed me about Louis when I first read the New York Times article written by the two young comedians is, and they describe the incident in Aspen. I've been to the Aspen Comedy Festival many times. I have gone to the room of a famous male com- comedian, genuinely thinking, "Oh, this guy is going to like give me tips, or this guy is going to help me out." And, you know, uh, I've been in those rooms many times. And let me say, you know, when you're a young female comedian, you really are innocently going into this room thinking, "Wow, I idolize this guy. We're going to talk shop. I'm going to, you know." And I had many conversations that were like that. That was great. But what really touched me, and I never forgot about the Lucy K case, is the fact that these two women got out of comedy entirely. That that incident crushed their dreams, crushed and that's what I always say when a guy wants horrible. to stick up with Lu- for Louis. To me, yeah. I always go, "Well, first of all, I've never rubbed my vulva against any young male comedian. That no, you're not going to ever read about that." <laughs> but also, he crushed their dreams. Yeah. They both one wanted to be a stand-up, one wanted to be a female comedy writer. They got out of the business entirely they didn't just even go okay well maybe i can do this part of the business or maybe i can go work with this female showrunner because there wasn't one and there isn't one and you know to this day i always say to people which you did know, but, you know their comedy did you did you yeah uh, the, the girls oh are, i don't know the girls no okay, you don't know the girls. but i was that girl i've known those girls they're still out there like crazy who you know, are the it's great hap- com-
0: comics the female comics out there that you are going okay all right. I mean, I got gotcha. you. I, I got you. I'm going to, I want to elevate you. There's,
1: I'm a, I'm like a comedy fangirl. Like I'm yeah. actually, believe it or not, I'm like not, I'm not um, snooty about comedy. I think if you're a prop comic and you're funny, that's fine with me. I think if you tell knock knock jokes and you're funny, that's fine with me. Cause you know, I, uh, my whole style is more like storytelling. It's yeah. not really sort of standard tonight yeah. show, six yeah. minutes of jokes. And I, I mean, I just, I will watch anything Wanda Sykes does. I, I love watch her so much. Anything Hannah love. Gatsby does. I will watch any you know, I love the Greats. I'll watch any any tapes of Moms Maybely and Phyllis Diller. And I love the Great Sidekicks. You know, when you were saying what inspired me, I grew up worshiping the Great Sidekicks. I wanted to you be You loved Ethel I want to be Ethel. Yeah. I want to be Rhoda. You yeah. know, I thought, you yeah. know, let the pretty girl come in Rhoda and end up a, having you know, her own show,
0: huh? Valerie Harper, exactly. Who was in Story Theater when I was a kid, and my father was in Story Theater in Broadway, and she, so I knew Valerie That's Harper. That's the
1: gig. Like yeah. I always was like, I mean, it's great to be Mary, but don't you want to be Phyllis? Like I always loved those sidekick roles because I always felt like these girls got to come in, get a laugh, and go out, and yeah. then the pretty girl could do the heavy lifting. And I just always that was just always attractive to me. And that's what I still love. I, I love making people laugh and getting the laugh. And, you know, I, I also think any way you can do it is fine. I don't care if it's a funny commercial. I don't. I mean, I think the commercials with Mark Hamill and, and Patrick Stewart are hilarious. And that shows people it can be a funny commercial. I'm sure, you know, I've done every AFI movie in the book for free back in the day. And I, I think you should, every, every equity waiver theater production you can imagine. And so I just love the opportunity to work. And, you know, as you know, when you're an artist, you don't always get paid to work. No. To this day, I do stuff for free all the time. I just did a movie
0: for $200 a day. It's like, it it cost me more to, you know buy coffees for everybody right. For two.
1: right exactly <laughs> exactly it's just
0: like that's, where, that's it for what it the love at, of right. the game
1: and i think it, at this time i think that's really fulfilling for us but also important for us yeah you know so i i mean that's the other thing is i i do tell young comedians i'm like it's not going to be a money grab let me tell you right now you might read about this person got a hundred million dollar deal at netflix that's probably not going to happen so and i always just say to people you better love it like if you don't love it, you know, because I always say if you're a comic, you're going to bomb more than you kill. So you got to love the times you kill and the process. And I freaking love it. I mean, it is, as they call it, a burning desire. I have many moments a day where I can't wait to hit a microphone. I just love it. I live it. You know, I, I just love everything about it. So even through these crazy times, you know, I'm, I'm just constantly writing down snippets here, the snippets there, because there's always going to be a need to make stuff funny. Do you have animals? Yes, I have four dogs. Four. And they are lifesavers. They are, I'm telling you, they're getting us through this pandemic. Yeah. They're getting us through quarantine. They're such characters. They're so different. They're horribly behaved. They're not trained. They're not Caesar, Milan. Do- I mean, they're not Westminster. They are just, they're almost feral. They're almost feral. I think, you know, I'm going to grow hair on my back if I keep quarantining. <laughs> and they're just like wild. And they're so funny. They're how are comedians. you managing your relationship? How, how is marriage during quarantine? Because it's... I mean, we, the good thing is we work together. You know, Randy's been my tour manager for eight years. And so we're used to traveling together. It's, I think that's kind of what's tough is we, we just love traveling. You know, we got to see the last tour I did, the Left Your Head Off tour. I mean, we went everywhere From I got to play the Sydney Opera House. Huh. I got to play Iceland. I got Fun. to play the, wow. uh, the Palladium, I think, in London. You know, I mean, just beautiful venues, but also beautiful places. So that was, it's just part of our DNA. It's like we're behind the Iron Curtain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I did a show in Singapore. You know, I never thought I'd get to do a show in Singapore. So I'm definitely kind of, I have real sadness about that. Because when you're a comic, so much of your life is the road. And you get so much material from the road. It's like the musicians. I love it. All my friends and musicians.
0: Yeah. So, but to keep... To keep things cool with you? Did you go through periods? Like, I know it's been really challenging. My husband and I are like, sometimes we're at each other's like, are we going to make it? It's just intense. Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, um, yeah, I'm sure we go into separate rooms and stuff like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just take a little space. Yeah. Just to. to I also have a house that's 13,400 square feet. So I live in a, I live in the main streets of Valor, California. There's a lot of challenges. Um, no, and so uh, you know, we I kind of laugh that we have I have this gigantic house. Where You're we just, selling it, right? Though, I yeah, you sell it, sell yeah. It. It's, and we don't need like that's the thing. I think everybody needs to downscale. That's we what I'm have saying. too it much is, shit. It's ridiculous. Ugh, Two it's people ridiculous. banging around. It's basically like a biosphere. It's big enough and to this, be its and own this, city. This is
0: this is people. We're
1: rich people. Yes, so I, I, yes. Like well, this is that's
0: kind of disgusting. I'm not a rich person. I, I, my husband is um, wealthy, but I myself, with my on my own, is is you know struggling figuring it out and you know maybe i'll continue to i don't know i mean who knows what the future is going to bring but um those kinds of problems are like we're talking about homes selling that we live in nice homes yeah we have cars and and up to recently we had health insurance yeah (laughs) um but this is the real world now and i am so grateful for the way i was raised as who a kid that didn't have money and Mm -hmm. i grew up being super poor yeah and food stamps, and sometimes the thing that we lived in Virginia for a while in a, a commune, and then there was a thing called commodities, where you get canned, disgusting, horrible food that mm-hmm. was so gross. We we live like we grew up that way. We grew up poor, so
1: I'm a hamburger helper kid. Yeah, my mom I, could yeah. work that hamburger helper. Beef Stroganoff was we, my fam- and famous and the Swanson's
0: TV dinners. Oh and yeah. And so yeah, so so. I know where I come from, mm-hmm. and I and I've never ever ever forgotten that. And to the point where it's just like, when I see the disparity and how horrible and unfair it is is right now for so many people, that it, I, I feel sick. Yeah. So, I've. You know, not I'm not putting money into the economy by shopping and doing all these things. And, and it's wasteful money. I'd rather send it to a candidate. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. A pair of shoes. Is- so they
1: can get elected and overturn Citizens United. Ho, oh, who's with me? Oh, yes. What Explain Citizens United. Citizens United this is, is a Supreme Court ruling, and I should know the year, which said that there is no longer a limit on super PACs. So there's still, I think, a $2,500 limit on direct campaign contributions. Um, I believe that this is the decision that also decided corporations are people. And so, um, many people don't know that what we call dark money means a super PAC for a candidate at any level. Um, you can have unlimited amount, unlimited amounts of money from, uh, sources you do not have to disclose. And they, there's no truth in advertising rules. They can quite literally say anything from, you know joe biden is a pedophile and that can be an ad for some crazy person running yeah. for the senate in georgia so dangerous. and there's nothing you can do who, about are, it. who is
0: happens to be the pedophile running in georgia I mean, probably I mean, they have, they they have, a pedophile no 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 not not in georgia now but we've had we've seen all these creepy guys coming up across the country yeah. there well um, for Rob office was name, who was no, the guy
1: duck jones beat him yeah and he brought uh the sheriff member um, yes Alabama. yes 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 um Roy Moore, thank you. Uh, so there's like rapists and pedophiles coming on uh, out of and, the wood, running for out I of the wood. I know, and and, and, they, and he hires them, and it happened quickly. I mean, obviously not everyone's, I'm no Supreme Court scholar, that's for sure. But it's one of those decisions you just can't, like you said, you can't ex- expect everyday Americans to be up on this decision. No. So if you're just a normal person, and you kind of watch some news here and there, and you see a commercial here and there, they're just, you don't even, even know that where that money is coming from, or why they're messaging it in a certain way. And so anyway, that's what Citizens United is. It said there's no more truth in advertising, you don't have to give equal time to anybody, dark money, whatever that means. Sometimes it's it's normal contributions. And that's great, but. Super PACs just means organizations that decide to back a candidate or a cause like there's big oil money would obviously be pack- be backing typically Republicans and um, you know uh, quote activists like such as ourselves, there's organizations that would back democratic candidates. Okay, fine. Um, but let's just be honest. Our team just doesn't do it to the level they do at all and never will because we don't have that kind of money. And so um, this is one of those decisions that if it could ever be overturned, and I don't know how things are looking with the 6-3 to court, then that would, I think, be a real paradigm shift in politics and how we consume the news about politics.
0: Kathy Griffin, I love your mind. Thank you for being so <laughs> super smart and educating us all. That's why I'm doing this is just to talk to people who I love and admire and hear what they have to say about any subject they want to talk about. And And I'm so happy you were here for... Radical musings. Well, I just because love I loved your ra- your muse. You you are a muse and your musing. <laughs> your musings.
1: Good, good. I have plenty of musings. And you're
0: amusing. Good. That <laughs> I'm doing my job, damn it. You're funny. Oh, Aw, I know, but we need more funny. We need to laugh, and I hope you're working on something that um, will soon make us all laugh. I I, will. I think there's something in quarantine
1: that you could be doing exactly funny stuff. We got to talk about it and laugh about it. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Hey, you're a doll. Oh, I love you. I love you too.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review Radical Musings to help other listeners find the show. And subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast to be alerted every time we post a new episode. Radical Musings is brought to you by Audio Up, produced by Krista and Carla Braun. Edited by Jeremiah Zimmerman, production support provided by Ashley Ardent, Sam Winter, Tyler Dorson, Emma Rapholt, and Richard Regal. Thank you all so much.